This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. All right, vacation time is over. So tonight we have the return of the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod and kind of a hybrid with US Fan TV. Tonight I'm your hey host yo. TJ. And I'm your host TJ, not Pat, because Pat is off on a contract dispute again. And with me tonight because we couldn't get because Pat wasn't didn't want to join us. It's just me and Chris tonight. So welcome back, Chris. It's been a little while. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, what uh, we were just talking about it. We think uh, three weeks for both shows now. YouTube decided that uh, we're no longer uh, we're, we are persona non grata. Now, do you think do you think that's uh, do you think that's Google YouTube making a statement towards us, or do you think <laughs> this is a statement YouTube is making the, that they don't like Google or something along the same lines? Well, since since Google owns them, uh, oh, there's I, that. I, I think uh, <laughs> I think I, maybe it's just a statement against soccer. Maybe it is YouTube. Maybe it is Google uh, standing in the way of soccer. Maybe we should raise that and people can um hashtag google hates soccer and see what happens well they, we could we could go with that one or i see i i don't think it's quite i think it's a lot more specific than that they watched the show once and said yeah no google just, hates nope. us fan tv <laughs> google hates us fan tv so it's just you and i tonight pat's off pouting is he off pouting are we saying he's pouting contract dispute or, or actually family sick kid which one are we going with tonight uh i'm saying pouting we're going to say he's off pouting. I, you know, and I, I think you're probably right on that one, Chris, only because he, we can't see his hat. So <laughs> hat guy without the hat, it's just not the same. So, and it, and if, if people listening to this don't realize Pat has an enormous head, it is hard to find a hat that fits his head. So when he gets, so when he does get a hat that fits, he likes to wear it. So yeah. the collection is minimal. Um, Either that or he watched the Cub, he's watching the Cubs again, and you know that just is never going to end well for anybody. <laughs> so, and, and we're talking about this now in April. You know, we're into April, and you know what'll happen is the Cubs will go on a hot streak. They'll win the division. You and I will be sitting there going, "Ah, oh, crap! Come on!" But don't ever say something like that. Yeah, we we had 100, 106 years. We had a good run with on that one. So, <laughs> um, and working in our advantage. So anyway, so tonight's just. It's just you. It's U.S. Fan TV, Minivan Dad, hybrid mashup, call it whatever you want to call it, show with just with TJ and Chris tonight. So, Chris, you, I know we know everybody knows you live up in Milwaukee. We know you live, spend your Saturdays at the Highbury. When I don't have kids, I do. When you don't have kids, you do. But you spent a lot of time at Soldier Field and at Toyota Park, correct? I have. You have. Used to spend a lot of time in Section Eight. Mm Mm-hmm. So for those who are either new to the show or are listening because they think this is more us fan TV, the Chicago fire, which is the team that I have season ticket for that Pat and I go to periodically. Chris has gone to for a lot of years. There are rumors. There are some changes abound for the Chicago fire and there are three of them and we'll go two or three. Chicago city FC. Are you talking about that? That's right. Yep. The rebrand. Yeah. But it's, so it's a three part process. None, now to date it's all been done by internet it's done the 
James Vala- James Valakis, who I know James. James is a great guy. He he's an attorney. His uh, his firm used to be on retainer with the fire. Came out with some text messages that he he received that basically said the Chicago Fire have paid off Bridgeview. They bought their way out of the lease. They're going to move to to Sol- back to Soldier Field, and they're going to rebrand all in time for 2020 season. I haven't seen the closest I've seen is uh, ESPN. Um, like ESPN Radio or somebody like that who works for NYCFC was able to confirm it. And um, DJ Schweitzer from Wrong Side of the Pond said his he's hearing, at least on the rebrand, he was hearing. So these are, for the fire, this, you know, this is, the misconception is the fire isn't one of the originals. They're not. They came in two years late, but they're considered one of the 1.0 teams. They really are. They're a legacy team. And for them, this is a big deal. And I want to, and I want to take this the part by part because each one, to me, is worthy. I think is worthy of discussion. The first thing is, and it's the only thing I found positive of this from my from a personal perspective is they bought out Bridgeview. And anybody who's wa- listened to me on here or watched on US Fan TV, and we do talk about this, I've always said that's the thing they needed to do. They needed to get out from under the lease with Bridgeview. Bridgeview wasn't making enough money on it, and neither was the fire, so it was destroying both of them at the same time. Now, yeah, it was killing both of them. It really was because Bridgeview has a tax base of twenty thousand. They didn't have enough tax revenue to pay the debt service, and whatever, however, they decided to break this up into the revenue streams. There wasn't enough of it for Bridgeview to cover the debt service, and but Bridgeview is, uh, I'm guessing, getting an inordinately large amount compared to what most deals are because the fire wasn't making anything on it. So you start adding it up, it's a bad yeah, deal. Yeah, it was a bad revenue. deal all around. Is and, a bad deal all around. and if and if Mickey Turner's had it, I think um, Garamo's put something up there before. Or maybe it was Hot Time in Old Town. There's been enough analysis of the Bridgeview deal that everybody knows it's trash. And so to see them buy their way out, I've always said that was the best thing they could do. But I've always done it under the pretense of you buy out the lease, you take over the stadium, and make it a viable thing because it's still a soccer-specific stadium mm-hmm. close to close to the city of Chicago, and it still had. And it's starting to see some buildup around it. And I believe that was one of the problems. Um, everything I've been reading is the what they expected to come into the area never came in, so on. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it, it was like, one, you, you've got – it's similar to um, to Red Bull Arena in that it's nearly a brownfield in every direction around it. But then on top of it, that I, I remember one time I had to go to um, – I, I guess I guess you could just say a pharmacy uh, before before a game, and I can't remember if it was a U.S. game or if it was a, a fire match, but um, there was enough going on that that the the parking lot was full. There was traffic stopped out on um, on all the all the the neighboring streets, so we walked. It was like an hour to walk down to the the. There's a Walgreens straight down. Is it Harlem? Um, I think that's Harlem, yeah. It's got to be Harlem, um, yeah. Like, it's like an hour at least to walk down there and back. And there are no sidewalks. So you're, like, walking through just, like, overgrown grass and in, in, like, people's front yards and gutters, like, next to the street and stuff. It's – everything about it was, like, what a shithole. <laughs> and 
And that's and and I know the area well enough. You're 100 right. There's nothing built up. It's not like there's might be a couple of bars, but they're not within walking distance of the park. Yeah. I believe they finally put a hotel in. I believe that's gone in, and I think there might be a bar in. But this is that's within the last couple of years. It's not like and this stadium's been open. What it opened in 2009? Is it nine it's, or no? It's, it's at least seven. ten years now, right? Yeah. It's at 2006 or seven. I remember two. There was, there was one game. There was one game I went to where, um, what's the the manufacturing plant that's like just to the west of it? Um, wow. They had they they had a train that just stopped on the tracks right across the. I, I I should have looked this up, but it's whatever the street is on the south side of the stadium. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the train was just the train just stopped right there in the middle, and people are just waiting to park. So traffic just piling up. And you can't get past this train to get the extra hundred yards into the parking lot. And it's like, what what kind of infrastructure has no plan for, for an event here that you could have something as simple as, well, we're loading a train, so eh, you just gotta wait. No, and and I do remember that because it was and then it was God, I had my season tickets, which was started in twenty eleven. So this was even after that. I was, say, I was with either you or Pat. I don't remember who I was with at that game, but I do know that that I was but, with one of you guys when that happened. No, and I, what what I was um, my what I was getting to with that is that they they eventually did put in it. They they put in a train bridge that goes over it. But this the stadium had open been open five or six years before they even started on this project, and the result was that. Then for a couple of years, you had to go in other various ways. So now you've taken away one of the, really the two main ways to get into the park and mm. 71st street. That's that was on. 71st yeah, yeah, street. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and they've said the, the North lot still isn't paved. The East and West lots are both paved now, <laughs> yeah. but the North lot's still not paved. And so there's a lot of potential there. And what I was always hoping is. Hi, Mary Grace. Um, is that they would buy out the lease, take it over, and then make it what they want it to be instead of being really held hostage by the village. Because the village obviously yeah. doesn't have the money to do anything. But pave the parking lots. Maybe put a roof over the, the north end of the stadium to, to capture in some more of the noise. You know, something like that. Make it more of what you want it to be, and then but redo the deal where you control the revenue on it because you've helped re- retire the debt service. Well, I feel like the noise was fine when the team was good and attracting people and the club itself wasn't at war with its own fans. And, and that's, I think what we're going to ultimately, we'll get to that at the, I, I think yeah, that's going to yeah. be, and that's going to be the key. You're going to, when we, as we go through this step-by-step, ultimately, I think that's what we're going to come back to. But realistically, I thought the, the pro- buying our bridge view was the necessary step, but I, the next step, the move to soldier field. Well, you know, while, while we're still talking about the buyout, the the people who have run the numbers are suggesting that it could be as much as 125 million to buy their way out of out of that out of that stadium. When you think mm-hmm. about it, that's effectively what they're now charging for a new franchise. Like that's an insane amount of money for I don't know for a team that already exists uh, in. In a in a league that isn't gonna delete them, you know they're they're not shutting that franchise down. My my take, um, 
so what like what what are you offering to the person or people who are going to pay this money to get them to invest it like what what deal what, what kind of deal with the devil are you making that that you're asking someone to pay you 125 million dollars for something that already exists perhaps the the person who's paying this already owns a fair chunk of the team anyway and and and, and what like you know either either they're going to be the uh, I don't know maybe the new new england where it's like bob craft kind of gets whatever bob craft wants and you know you'll now have a a new bob craft but uh, or, or 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 I don't know. I mean, that that's a hell of a lot of money from a person or persons for something that, like I said, already already exists. You're not buying your way into something. You may already be a part owner, maybe even a majority or near majority owner of of this team. And and now they want what 125 million to just to move them. Well, and, and what that tell, what the, what that tells you me though, Chris, is that it's that's how ironclad the deal was that they had created mm-hmm. that they had with the city. It was it was and that was one of the things Mickey Turner I know in his podcast and on his his things that have pointed out time and time again. This was this deal was was the deal with the devil, and I got Pat to talk about it once. And Pat knows more about this than than I do with it. Yeah, it's, I was kind of hoping he would. Uh... Uh, actually show up tonight to discuss this because really uh, Pat's the one to talk about the the governmental deals, especially around towns like Bridgeview. Well, and he and he has said that this is a neighboring district to Mike Madigan's, and anybody who knows Chicago politics knows Mike Madigan runs the city, and it's um, and it was him and his cronies that really uh, that kind of got the sweetheart deal, and that's what they're what they're running into with it. So, um, and that, and, and it, it, again, that is what it is. And, but you know what, based on, based on everything you had though, for both teams, it made both parties. It made sense. Bridgeview based on the numbers they got. I, and that's been the thing that Pat always pointed out is the numbers they had were bad from the get go. And whoever didn't review them and say, these numbers don't add up. They're the ones that made the mistakes. And that's partially on the fire too, because the fire looked at it. The fire was just wanted a soccer stadium. They got it. They didn't have yeah, to pay for yeah. it. Bridgeview wanted some, you know, this project for whatever reason. They got it. So why oh, why my, would you? My my guess is on both sides. It was it was either people who didn't who weren't like business people and didn't 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 actually crunch the numbers, or it's people who and and this would be my guess in terms of Bridgeview is. It's people who knew they were getting kickbacks. I mean, it's it's the city of Chicago, correct? Or, you know, the surrounding area. It's people who knew they were getting kickbacks. They didn't give a shit. They didn't, sorry to keep swearing. They did. They didn't That's give okay. a damn about about what the about what Bridgeview was getting or was going to face. They cared about they were going to get a cut of it, and it went straight into somebody's pocket. And hey, the more expensive the deal, all the better because the more money goes in my pocket. And. And and Pat has pretty much implied that that there was some serious there, likely there were kickbacks involved because that's how Chicago yeah. like you said that's how Chicago politics work, yeah. works and that's realistically let's face it a lot of construction projects that's, that's how they do work <laughs> yeah so 
the one the rumor is that it's not Houtman that's paying for it. It's Mansudo is the one that that bought it. That's paying off the lease. The one of and just to kind of tie that into the next part is the rumor is he's taking control of the team before the year's out as well. Well, yeah, that that was kind of I guess what I was alluding to was you know you you've got somebody who's already involved with the team already paying, are um, already paying some of the the fee to be an owner on this team, and now you're asking him to. You know, put another 125 million, and and sure you can say like, well that that's how good the deal was, or how strong the deal was, or whatever that maybe good isn't the right word, but how strong and how how bad the deal was that it cost that much to get out. But oh okay, but like what 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 incentivizes a person to pay that and not go? Well, I don't know. You want me to do this? Why to like like if, if they're in a conversation with the league, what makes them say, okay, yeah, I want to pay this money for nothing, instead of saying no? Why don't you, the league, pay for this, and then I don't know, I'll I'll give you I'll give you twenty five million. Well, but Mansudo bought in on the club probably relatively on the cheap end of it. Um, and the other part of like, it, but cheap, you know what, expensive whatever, one hundred twenty five million for basically nothing. Well, and that's why, that's what 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 are you getting from it? Is he going to get some kind of special deal on the back end from having games at Soldier Field? Is MLS going to work out some kind of deal with, with, uh, with the Chicago Bears so that, except except the Chicago Bears do not own Soldier Field. Well, that's what I was just to say, or like whoever, Chicago, the Chicago Park District. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, I know I see the signs. I just couldn't think of who it was. It's the Park District. So. Okay, so that was the next step in this, is that they're going to move to Soldier Field. And it seems like there's the Twitter. When you read Twitter, most people think this is a good idea. You, in our conversations via text, you and Pat both seem to think this is not a bad idea. I think this is the worst possible idea. I, it's, it's not, it's not that it's a good idea to me. It's more that it's. Um, how do, I, I, I'm trying to think how to say this. Like, I, I don't want to say it's not a bad idea. I guess I look at it as it's it's a less bad idea than than what they've got. Like, I, I'm not in favor actually of them moving to Soldier Field, but um, I do think that moving is better than staying in Bridgeview. Uh, I'm not, I don't think moving back to Soldier Field is the way to like suddenly get fans, you know, like they, help. you and I were in, in Section 8 <laughs> games at Soldier Field. Um, it was, it was Section 8 and then it was a stadium, you know, like it, it's not like there were a ton of fans sitting around that field. Right. Uh, and, Section and 8 might've been big, but, but that was it. And I, I so now, I don't look at it as that's the key to getting fans back. No, it's not. Because I'm sorry, go to say the Loop or you know that kind of area of Chicago on a weekend. It's not that busy, unless you're going to the museum or you're going to a show or whatever. There's nothing going on around there. I was gonna say the Loop is in the in the Loop. It's the shows. Everything else is Lincoln Park and North. Yeah. It, you, people don't. South Loop really isn't busy, and 
But however, now, now I get it. They they think what'll ha- part of it is they think what it'll appeal to is those that live in the city. You can get there via pretty easily via public transportation. It's not like Bridgeview where it's an hour taking a train and a bus. But for somebody like me and probably somebody like Pat, it becomes a lot harder because driving in the city now. We're saying on Saturday nights because that's when they would theoretically have their games. But will they? Their third choice. They they will drop to third on the pecking order for Soldier Field behind the Bears, yep, and behind concerts. Yep. So you have a big concert there, and there's probably there's one, at least one a month, if not two, big concerts a month. Mm-hmm. So now you're moving. Now you've got to. So now you're looking at week. To me, you're looking at weekday games. Because these concerts, when they come in, you're not going to play on that weekend. Yep. And they're going to need more than one day. And what's it going to do to that field? Mm-hmm. And that's probably – and that what I was going to get to, but now but when I'll get to that point in a second. But for somebody like me who lives in the suburbs, I now have to drive in. And anybody who's tried to drive in on a Saturday night into – on the Eisenhower, on the Stevenson, it is a parking lot when you get close to the yeah. city. It's not fun. I could take oh, the train. Uh, I could take there, the train. I that. mean – and that, and then yep. the other part of it is, with season ticket holders right now for the fire, get a great deal in the sense of they're parking. If you have non-section eight season tickets, your parking is paid for. Mm-hmm. Now let's throw in a minimum of twenty <laughs> bucks for every game. Minimum 20 of twenty. Bucks? Minimum. <laughs> minimum. Probably of 50, fifty. Probably closer to it. Yeah. And for fire, it might be twenty. But I mean, I doubt it. When I go to th- soccer games at Soldier Field, it's more expensive than going to a Bears game. It's okay. never cheaper. It's always more. So I have trouble you, believing that that the fire will will be cheaper than than a fire. And than, I don't see. And it'll I, be it'll at least be on par. And I don't see that being comped. So no, I don't know. They're not giving up that kind of money. No, they won't. More than and double. No. So for me, somebody like me, it would be I'll have to look at taking the train into the city. And the I guess it's really in the sense of it's no different than the city people going to Bridgeview that they have to take a train and a bus. And then walk, you know, so it's inconvenient either way. Um, But the added cost of parking, now you're basically adding, you know, for my two tickets, if assuming my ticket prices stays, stays the same, you're adding 20% on, if not more to my tickets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. And that's, that's to ask for me. And that's anybody coming from the suburbs is going to be stuck paying that. So and see, maybe, maybe that's where they got the city to, you know, behind the scenes, pay for part of that that change because you know when, when I say like you're asking 125 million from somebody for nothing. If if you move to this other stadium, okay, and mm-hmm. parking goes up, it's not like parking goes up to your pocket. Parking goes up to somebody else too. So it, at you least still ask for that 125 million without a return. Unless you think you're going to make it back over the time in that stadium. And now the key to this is, and this is something I've read in passing, and I don't recall where it was, so I apologize for who I'm not giving credit to, is this has to be done before Lightfoot takes office from Rahm Emanuel. This is apparently a deal with Rahm Emanuel they have set up. You know, I, I, had, I had actually wondered about that when I first heard things about moving to the city and that they had government on board. And I like I heard this on, I don't know, Sunday or Monday, whenever, whenever this came out, and and I happen to hear about, well, I happen to think, wait a minute, there's an election tomorrow. And I, I, I thought, like, 
does that mean like how how are they making this deal is this one of these like i'm just gonna i'm setting this up on my way out and then yeah you guys got a new mayor so does this does does this deal still work then or yeah does it have a a real and does it have a real deadline and if it doesn't happen by i don't know the end of this season. Well, t- no, I take that back. No, Cause, May. Because what? She, May, she what is it? Becomes, May twenty first, give yeah, or take. She May or sometime. Yeah, like next month, right? Yeah, and that's. And I don't remember the exact date. I want to say it was like May twenty first, but give or take. Yeah, and it's somewhere around there. And if she takes office and it's not done, so I think that's yeah. the, that's part of the. I, that's why I feel like this started to break now because you needed to get people starting to Maybe. think about it, talk about it, get the response that can push this through. I don't think things like this leak without a reason. So, no, I, yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, um, in general, yeah, people don't say things to the media or come out and talk about something unless so, either they're getting something or there's a specific reason to do it, which really is they're getting something, but it's it's just a matter of who they the, and some of the rumors are that there's some front office people that like to talk about this stuff because they're not a big fan of Houtman. And maybe I don't know, but I, I, mean, I, feel, hey, I, I guess I guess I look at it though overall though. Okay, move to Soldier Field now. Anybody who you've watched, you watch enough football. Soldier Field is considered one of the worst playing surfaces in the NFL. I think San Francisco might be worse at this point, but that's about it. There are it's not a many well-designed are... stadium. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll definitely give them that. Having seen a number the... of games in their sense, especially since they you know since they redid it, since they um, landed the mothership, it's... yeah. Uh, spaceship stadium it's like you have really good views of the field but yeah Absolutely. no the field itself is not is the field itself is in is in right poor shape about. well it's in poor shape and it has been they've been talking for several years and i think this is the first year they haven't this past season was putting in field turf that the field is in that bad a shape that they felt like you may have to do it that whatever it is the village the city cannot the park district either doesn't put enough money in or doesn't because of the how the stadium's designed, doesn't get enough light in, especially late in the year, to grow grass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so let's take one of the worst surfaces in the NFL. Now let's try and play soccer on it. And, and that's where yeah. my, that. So and that kind of leads me to my other reason why I don't like the Soldier Field. What's the next step in the process? Mm-hmm. Do they have another? I mean. Soldier Field for two years, three, maybe even up to five years, because you have an inside on Lincoln Yards, which I know is a dead deal, but something like that, where you have an inside on a plot of land or a, a stadium that you're going to redevelop and turn into what you want in the city. Mm-hmm. If you get that, that's outstanding. Yep. I don't think they, I, I, but you don't hear any of that at this point. Now I get it. It's early. But well, and, you, and I mean, that was. Like, because uh, I, I think I mentioned this when when the three of us were texting the other day when this when this came out. Like, you know, if if they can get that deal, that's awesome. Uh, that's that's really what they should be doing rather than moving to Soldier Field. That said, that was an option. What two years ago? Three years ago? How long has it been now? Since what? I I don't I don't remember. I just I mean I, I know it's been I know it's been quite a while. I the stadium opened in two thousand six. The stadium opened in two thousand six, so it's in its thirteenth year. But I and, mean the, 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 the Lincoln the Lincoln Oh Lincoln uh, Yards. The Lincoln Yards yeah. thing. 
Yeah, that was a couple of years ago, and it died this. It died. Um, la- was it last year? Late. Basically, whoever, whichever alderman runs that district, decided he didn't like it. Got enough yeah. of his friends that didn't like the stadium part of it, so they put in more parklands and took the stadium out. You know, something like that. Oh, I, I, that that's what I meant was, you know, the other day when, like, you, Pat, and I were talking about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if that's the option, yes, I, I totally agree. Yes, get away from Bridgeview, get to a place that's easier, there has better access, and you have a better deal with. And by all means, this sounds like a, a good idea. Just to move to Soldier Field, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get, yeah, I don't get it because... Like, I, I don't want to see it becoming another New England or another Yankee State a Revolution or NYCFC where mm-hmm. your field mm-hmm. is just garbage week in and week out. Yeah. And, and you're getting whatever dates are left over. I mean, what the hell? I mean, the Yankees or the NYCFC had to play a game in Hartford because the Yankees might have had a playoff game. I don't even know if they did ultimately, but they moved a game to Hartford, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Um, you look at. Re- uh, Gillette Stadium, which I guess the turf is bad because it's set for NFL, not for soccer. And you get the football lines on it, and it looks like garbage. because they keep shaving it with uh, razors instead. Of- oh, that could be. And if if you're gonna get if you're gonna get your if you're gonna get your brothel joke or massage parlor jokes, you get them <laughs> in now. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the one thing I don't. I apologize if anybody gets offended, but those jokes are never gonna not be funny to me from Bob Kraft because. I'm not a big fan of his, but because um, he has, again, he's had that team forever and hasn't done a darn thing with it. And so I guess I want to know what the next steps are before I sit there and say, yeah, Soldier Field's a good idea. Because on the surface, to me, it's not. It's To me, that's almost, that's the lipstick on a pig part of it. The one thing, and I will credit Pat with this, and, and I've been saving this and we'll, we'll get to it. So I'm, I'm not going to say entirely. There is, I think, one reason why I could see them moving to Soldier Field. And okay. one reason only. I should say one person only. What's that? You want me to just come out with it now? Yeah, you might as well. All right. I will say there are three people in the world who I think could fill Soldier Field if the fire bought them. And two of them, there's no way in hell they will ever get. Because one well, is Messi and the other is Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo's not, ste- Ronaldo's not stepping foot in the U.S. because he's going to get arrest- charged with rape. <laughs> As he should. And, possibly, yeah. possibly, yes. All right, and who's the third? Anyway, the, those two, let, let, let's ignore that there's the possibility of charges because, hey, nothing's been, nothing's been proven, nothing's in a court of law, whatever. Other uh, than he's put in a sworn so, statement, but yeah, anyway. But, but, but <laughs> let's move on. to proven guilty, let, I, I'm just ignoring all those things. So two, two guys who could fill that stadium that will not because there's no way the fire could touch them. Sure. The third one? A guy who plays for Westham and has not played that much this season, but would absolutely go crazy in Chicago would be Chicharito. Maybe. Like I, I'm, I'm not in favor of this. I am, as as uh, Chicharito is one of my. Um, you're not, not a fan. Hated. We'll just say you're not a fan. He is not one of my most hated players. But he is definitely on my. I do not like this guy. I cannot stand him. He's uh, not Mar. He's not Marquez, but he's not oh, far no, he's away. Not, he's not Marquez. He's not uh, Osvaldo Sanchez. But um, yeah, like I cannot stand him. His diving, his acting, whatever. It. I can't stand it. Um, but that said, 
think, think it's it about you a bump. I mean, you you watched it with you watched it with um with with Golden Balls. You watched it with Henri. You watched it with Wayne Rooney. You watched it with the Zlatan. It fills the stadium once, maybe twice. And I I, I would disagree there because. It's Chicago, and he's Mexican. And when you think about what Blanco did for the fire, now granted, I was not a fan of Blanco's when he went to the fire. Blanco turned out to be fun, and I had to kind of change my tune. Because as much as it was like, I don't want to like a guy who is like a star of the Mexican national team, uh, he was was fun. I had to kind of say, I, I won't support him when he wears green, but I... I, I did love him when he played red, I, I have to say. I I don't think I can come around on Chicharito, but um but man, oh come on. You don't think every every fan of, of Mexico in Chicago won't come to those games? They'll come once. Maybe I know they'll come more than once. Think think about how like any any Mexican team that visits Chicago does. Or, yeah. or even just visits anywhere in the, now, in the Midwest because of Chicago. I guess I have to def- I have to defer a bit with Blanco because I wasn't living in Chicago when Blanco was here. I was it full. I mean, they were was it, and that's the question. Yes. Was it full yes, because it they had full. Blanco, yes. or was it full because they were good? Which is really going to be the underlying theme to all this. If they're good, this stands a chance. Now that said, twenty thousand seats in Soldier Field is a third of the stadium full. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look full. And, uh, okay, so tarp off the top, the top deck which I think is takes away 18,000. You're still talking 50% of that. And that's if you average 20,000. Mhm. The only other th- the, the one other part of this I know what I do like about it is when they do play the Open Cup they were tied to Bridgeview. That was the problem. Every game had to be a Bridgeview or they had to pay mm-hmm. for it anyway. So this kind of a deal would give you a chance to have some flexibility to maybe take your Open Cup games up back out to Naperville or to yeah. Eaton or to Evanston. You know, you can play Peoria. I think they played in Peoria once. You can make it more of a viable thing. Although I think if they get, I think they lose Wisconsin now with um, Ford Madison. We'll come back to them. So, like I said, I love the buyout idea. But again, until the money changes hands, I, I'm not the stadium. I'm not as big soldier field. I'm not a big, unless there's, unless it's a step one of two yeah. or something along those lines, you got to have another step to this. No, and then, I, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Then. And the third part, which has gotten the most negative attention as it should. And not just because it looks like crap, sounds like crap is the potential name to Chicago city, either football club or soccer club. I believe there actually is, uh, um, Chicago Chicago City Soccer Club already. But the logo that shows up on Twitter kind of looks like the Cubs C with the four stars instead of the word Cubs. It looks like garbage. The whole concept looks like garbage. But that's the part that's probably I've heard the most that might go through. Even ahead of this other stuff is Hauptman's been looking to reband. Hauptman's, I guess, the one been looking to move to Soldier Field, which means he knew the deal was bad when he bought the club, but he bought the club relatively cheap from AEG way back when. Um, So is there anything positive about Chicago City Football Club as a name? 
anything. CCFC? No, no, there's not. Um, No. One, could we stop with these, like, Euro-aping team names? Like, come up with our own things. Uh, You know, I didn't like... Uh, I, I for years I made fun of Columbus, uh, uh, Marky Mark, and the Funky Crew because their their original logo looked to me like uh, like the old Marky Mark. Uh, yeah, and the Funky Bunch, Bunch yeah. Crew. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, but you know, I, I I don't necessarily think that like you know we as Americans have it set that like it has to be the the city X animal or whatever, you know, name, because I also think like, I don't know, it's kind of cheesy to say your, your name is the tigers or whatever, when it's like, I don't know, not, not to like, not to trash Detroit, but it's like, when has a tiger ever been to Michigan? Uh, I, I, I don't understand some of these things or like what, what Cubs were in Chicago, you know, what, what and what's, what's menacing about a Cardinal? Um, so there is something about, I don't understand why you have to have like a mascot name for your, for your team, but I also don't understand why we have to do this. Well, teams have to be X city FC or X United FC, like Real X FC, like give it a rest, (laughs) you know, like there's nothing Royal about Salt Lake. Uh, there's. You know, there's, I, I, I mean, I, I guess NYCFC I can live with because, because of who they're because it's by. New but, York City. Yeah, but um, right, and and just, and that's the same like reason. Orlando, I, 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 how many times do we have to do this? You know, it it would be one thing if like in the original grouping, I, I was, I maybe I would have been okay with it. You know, twenty three years 24 years ago now really i guess yeah but um you do it once and then then you move on you don't have multiple uniteds or multiple city fcs because i don't know it just seems it seems like you're trying too hard and yeah but but and, look and, and you know but the should the ca- be past that but you look at the the counter of that is you look at you look at the premier league which is what everybody how many Uniteds are there? Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, I, I understand. How many cities are there? At least two that I can think of. They were aping it a long time ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I, I, I understand the argument. That said, I don't know. We live in a different era, and we True. live in a different world, and we don't have to just pretend we're England or... Well, or England, <laughs> you know, like, like we yeah. kind of we kind of overlook the fact that there that that there is soccer in other places too. Like, why couldn't why couldn't you be? And I I, I draw a blank now on any of like the Chinese or like Japanese teams or or um. Well, I mean, the you new why, you've got why, why in Australia you've got the Newcastle Jets, you got the Wellington Phoenix. I mean, you. You do have some when you get to Australia, and I, I think it was that what you're going for, like um, the the teams in, in Japan, China, India, other parts of the world where they have mascots again or something along those lines. I well, I, I was I was thinking more like um, 
I mean, I guess probably yeah, most of the Asian teams do, as I as I kind of think about it. Some of them are coming to me now, but um, I I don't know that I I don't necessarily think that naming your team as kind of a mascot is the best thing. But I also don't know that you have to do this United or City, okay. whatever. Like like you you could just be Chicago FC. Now, granted, that probably I I think they're. Isn't there a Chicago FC like club team? But whatever. I'm sure there I, is, but I'm sure I'm sure if you can get someone to pay 125 million dollars just to move your team, you can find a way to throw a little money to a club and make this okay. But anyway, um, it I don't I don't know it. It just seems to me that maybe we could find an um, I don't know not not to make it sound like it has to be like. America, but like an American way of doing this, like just a way that's not necessarily English or not necessarily German or Spanish or I don't know, Japanese or, or whatever, Italian. Maybe it is like if, if you really have to rebrand, maybe you go with Chicago FC or Chicago SC or whatever. That said, I, I will get into one of my biggest issues with this entire rebrand. I look at it and say, what if they hadn't let NBC steal their brand? Like, I, I had this issue when, when I heard there was going to be a Chicago Fire TV show. I had an issue and said, wait a minute. Why isn't MLS doing anything about this? I get that maybe you don't have the money to, to fight with NBC, but you could take it to court and you could at least get your name in there and... So what if you piss away $10 million on stupid legal fees, but you make the TV show have some tie to the, to the team, you know, that, that all the, all the guys in the show or all the, I shouldn't say guys, cause they're there. I've seen the show. There are women in there too. Like all the people on, on the show happen to like the team too, or players from the, from the team somehow get on the show sometimes, you know, like why could you have made NBC give you something for that? Because and, the real problem, and this this may be why they they, they want to rebrand, is that it's extremely hard and extremely expensive to try to rebuild a brand. Like you you can't just you can't just do this. They let Chicago Fire, the TV show, take the Chicago Fire soccer team brand. If you look up, go search Chicago Fire. I will guarantee you the MLS team does not come up on the first page of your, of your results. I, I haven't tried this on all the search uh, engines, but I, I'll, I'll just say I'll guarantee it won't come up on any of them. The TV show will. The TV show will come up as first, second, and third probably on all of them. And, and, and that was stupid on, on, well, I guess it would have been Hauptman probably who owned the team at that part at that point. That was that was stupid on his part. That was stupid on MLS's part. It was stupid on the club itself and, and their part. Uh, you know, part of the reason I think they're rebranding is they're looking at how expensive it would be to try to take this brand back when it's already owned by a TV show. But the the counter on that is, and I I don't you, I I get where you're going with it. That why they're thinking about it. But Chicago Fire, in and of itself, the name goes back, obviously, to history. It has nothing sure. to do with the fire department other than the logo. It has to do with, obviously, the Chicago Fire of, what, 1871, give or take. And 
I yeah, I know the year, but I can't think of it right now. We'll say and, it's but anyway, the point the point I was being like eighteen eighty nine or something, but okay. The po- Chicago Fire of eighteen seventy one. Eighteen seventy one. So I did have that right. Is huh. well, well done. Well, no, I was googling Chicago Fire to see how accurate your other statement <laughs> was, and it was pretty dark, and it was. It was on the. It was near the bottom of the first page on Google before you saw Chicago Fire soccer, and then it was right after that it was Chicago Fire of 1871, and then it was right back to the TV show. So <laughs> that said, so they made the front page. They did. Well, they did. hey, how about that? How about that? So I was. It's wrong. like All sandwiched right. between two TV things, though. But your point is made. But yeah. Yeah. If you, if you want to do that, could you refresh the brand? Refresh the logo. You. you you could, you could. The thing is, to take it back, to reclaim it, essentially from NBC, you'd, you'd effectively have to go. I mean, really, what they need to do, and this is why, this is why I made, I was trying to say they should have like taken it to court with with NBC originally, was, you needed to, get NBC on board with, your rebrand, like make them do kind of the legwork for you, because sure. hey, they're selling this show. It's on TV every week. You know, make them do something about it. The problem is now you've already let the precedent stand that you're not doing anything about it. You're not actually protecting your brand. Uh, effectively, you've said it's yours to deal with. You can take it. And, you know, I, I liked the Chicago Fire team name and brand because I liked that there was the, the attachment to a famous historic event. Uh you could play off the the iconography of a fire department. Um, you know, th- there was stuff that you could kind of use there that makes it uh, makes it kind of seem, in a sense, like like the team's been there a long time, and which more they... than even just the 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 twenty years roughly that that twenty two years I guess this year that that, that it yeah, has been twenty second year, but. 21st, because it was 1998 was the first season, so well, this would be... Uh, but, but, I mean, officially it was founded in 97, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. CF 97, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, my point... So, no, you're, you're right, but at some... Like I said, that's why I wonder, do you refresh? Do you get a different color scheme in, involved? Or less red, more blue? I know they tried it, and it looked like crap once before, but maybe, maybe I mean, sil- red and silver versus red and white. You know, red and blue versus red the and white. The thing is, like that's that's no different than effectively what what they do every year. What what at this point every soccer team and like I don't know every college team that Nike owns does anyway, which is just make a new new uniform. The the problem with that is you're not like to truly refresh a brand and to truly sell a brand, you have to spend a ton of money because you have to get in front of everyone so they see it. True. And that's where NBC did it. NBC did it. And now if you ask most people, what is the Chicago Fire? If anyone has any idea outside of outside of the historic event, I mean, um, they're going to say it's a TV show. Right. You know, they're, they're not going to say it's a soccer team. Like, I, I would guess you ask 20 people on the street, 19 of them are going to have no idea what you're talking about outside of the historic event or the TV show. I won't go that far, but I I, I could give you seventy five percent. What would be? Uh, I, I was just assessment. gonna say, even outside of Chicago, I bet it's no better than like like give like do it in Chicago. I bet it's no better than fifteen out of twenty. You know? Right. 
Like so, five out of twenty, maybe no. Oh, Chicago Fire, yeah, yeah, the soccer team. Um, so you're so you're almost almost more pro rebrand. As long no, as it's, I, I mean, it's not really. I, well, I, I I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that I'm pro rebrand. It's more that I'm um, I understand why they're doing it because okay. what other option do they have? Because they screwed it up. You know, like what 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 do you do now to recover this? Well, it's and and probably and, and, more money than they're willing to put into it. So yeah, well, they, you, I, you, I, I can you, see why they. They might be recap? to It's a simple answer. Actually, and this is a good segue, and I appreciate that question. What do you do now? How do you fix all the – it's a simple fact, and we touched on it earlier, and this has been – and anybody who's I've interacted with on Twitter that I keep coming back to, if this team wins, Bridgeview is not a problem. Oh, sure, 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 yeah, yeah. If this team wins, Bridgeview is full. Now the problem was they weren't making enough money even when it was full in Bridgeview. When this team, if this team wins, you get twenty thousand at Soldier Field. I, that's where I my problem with Soldier Field is. You want to recapture your brand, win. It's mm-hmm. that simple. You need to win. They haven't done it. They've had what? So Charlie and my my oldest Charlie, he turns seven tomorrow. In his lifetime, he has seen two. The Fire have been to playoff tw- playoffs twice in seven years, and they've got knocked out in the playoff game in the playing game each time. The first time was the year he was born, which was 2012, and then the other one was two seasons ago. It was a 2017, I guess. You got to do better, and and you can go back before that. Really, was when they when Blanco left, and they tried bring I they think they still have McBride, but they tried bringing in Lundberg and. Whatever, and mm-hmm. that was it. I mean, they've been bad since then. And that you're going on a decade of two craptastic playoff appearances. You yeah. want the problem? That's the that's how you lose relevance. Bridgeview was never a problem. Like, you never heard this stuff until they were bad. Mm-hmm. And that's why did they turn on their own? Why did their own fans turn on? Because they've been bad for a lot of years. Yeah. And I don't agree with what the fan, what Section 8, and I don't agree with any of the stuff all the fighting in-house and fighting at the team, and you think you're owed something. You're not. But I understand why it's de- they're, they've diminished in the fact that they've been bad for a lot of years. Yeah. And it's going to take a culture shift. And at this point, and the bigger question is, Ponovich and Nelson Rodriguez, are they the answer? I was one big, a big fan of both those hires. Time will tell. This is, I think, this is their last shot at that. And if not, get them the hell out of the way and get somebody in who knows what the hell they're doing. Because again, they've been bad for too long. That will fix a lot of these problems. Be good and. St- how, I mean, how many years? And I, I know you watch enough basketball. Were the Golden State Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks, just jokes? Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. showed up. Yeah. And now Golden State's one of the hottest tickets in sports. Because mm-hmm. they're good. Dallas, when they got Dirk, got good. They got a new arena. They got all, you know, go right down the line. You know, and and I'll go back even if you want to keep it in Chicago. The Blackhawks. The Blackhawks used to to draw eight nights. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, before they had the Greek Freak. But the Blackhawks used to draw, maybe get half of the UC full. Yeah. They got Keenan Taves. 
And then they yeah. got good. Now it's one of the harder tickets to get. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. you need to be good. And especially in a town where there's other things to do. And the league putting three games in March. What the hell is that about, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we've beaten that one to death. So I, I did want to really talk a lot about that. Cause that's, that hits near and dear to me. It's near and dear to my family. Um, and, and Pat asked me, he says, will you get season tickets if they go to soldier field? Probably not. And the reason, and it's, and it's twofold. I mean, part of it is it's not as easy to get to mm-hmm. the, other, the probably the bigger part of it is at this point though, schedule with, with kids schedules are, as we found out the fact we're not doing shows as often schedules with kids as they get older, get busier. And that's kind of yeah. what we're getting to as well. I mean, how many games am I going to miss this season? Cause Charlie has soccer or Lizzie has soccer and whatever. And so that was kind of that. So last time we spoke, was it after the Ecuador game? Did we, did we do a post game or was it after the chip? And then we didn't after Chile I, or was it? I think, I think we pulled off Ecuador, but then I think by Chile, uh, YouTube, Chile, we died. Crash. Yeah. So, and, I, and that's three weeks ago. How much? I, two and a half weeks ago. I got to say, I don't remember a ton about that game. I can remember <laughs> Chile's a lot better in Ecuador. That showed. A draw is nothing to be disappointed with in that in, when you're playing against a team like a reasonably full-sided Chile. But the only thing I'm going to take, I mean, the only th- I guess my big takeaway on this one is, is going to be Weston McKinney. And the injury. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I don't remember anything else as big takeaways other than they seem to have a decent game plan to play against Chile. They seem more organized. They actually seem to have a a clue as to what they're doing, which under Klinsman they never had, and and under uh, um, Bruce Arena the second time didn't seem to have much better of one. So I guess I was positive about that. But the injury to McKinney is obviously the big the big ick out of this. Yeah, so, I mean. Oops. Uh, sorry, I just knocked my uh, headphones out of my ear. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, the the injury to McKinney was certainly troubling because you had to worry at this point in the season, does he ever make it back? And does that, what does that mean to this summer? Uh, are you thinking, I don't are know, you, yesterday you today he is back in training. So okay. um, hopefully it isn't uh, that, that, that to me says it wasn't as bad as uh, like Schalke was making it sound. So hopefully, yeah, I mean, I I would say that um, that hasn't turned out to be as bad as perhaps we feared a couple weeks ago. Um, I guess I I look at it and say for the big players, we kind of got out of it what we wanted to get out of it. You know, we wanted to see them play together. We wanted to see them succeed we wanted to see them look good, and I thought Pulisic, McKenney, Tyler Adams, like these guys all looked John Brooks, like they all looked what like what we wanted to what what we wanted to see. Um, the big thing I think that I was surprised by was that Giazzi, Giazzi's artist, was better than I expected. Um, to me, he might even be the guy who kind of gained the most out of those games. Um, that that goal against uh, what was that? The Ecuador game. That the was Ecuador. Was a fluke, but um, but overall, 
overall, he played well, or at least as, as I would say, um, Bearholder intended. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, for, for what we kind of thought of him going in, um, not to say he didn't still have stone foot moments and things, but he did have, um, you know, he did have some good first touches. He did play well with others and, and he scored, um, you know, no matter how lucky it might've been, uh, it was, it was, uh, on the whole, I would say he might, I, I, he at least was near the top of the list in terms of players who I think gained the most from these games, because yeah, you know, the, the players we, we thought would be good were, were good, you know? Yeah, no. And, and I, I think you're right is, I guess what I was the other thing I took away was seeing Pulisic being playing out an active role again, mm-hmm. showing what you starting to remember. Oh yeah. This is what we really liked about him and why we think he's mm-hmm, that good. You started, mm-hmm. I agree with you about Zardes, especially in the Ecuador game. Like he seemed to know where to, he Burhalter's system plays to the strengths that Zardes has first mm-hmm. touch. Obviously is not. Yeah, one. no, that, that's good. Yeah. But Burhalter's system, and and let let's get, and that's I think the other part I wanted to take away from this was Burhalter has a system. Burhalter is well prepared. Which is nice to see. Yeah. I get why people were upset. Uh, what other people, you know, oh they should have, you know, who they should have looked at. They should have brought in um, Jose Mourinho or um, and you know whoever. I I've didn't always say been Jose Mourinho, but I was amongst those people who felt it wasn't that I necessarily didn't believe in in Bearhalter. It was more that if this is all you wanted to do, do it a year ago. You know, do it immediately. Don't don't wait a year and Again, kick and, around and, when and we and we've we've beaten that one to de- to it. Yeah. But yeah. those those who questioned whether there was somebody I think more qualified, to me, he's putting that to rest relatively quickly with how organized and how prepared he has them in such a short period. You can tell. He's not going to be out prepared. He's never going to have them under prepared. They may not. They may not play for him. They may suck an egg at some point. But it, it's not going to be because they're not going to have a game plan. They're not going to have the communication with them to be good. What do they choose to do? And I guess that was kind of what I would get at is those who thought Burhalter wasn't shouldn't have been hired. I think he's shown that that's not the case. The process I get yes. if you didn't if you didn't like the process, so be it. I still had no problem with it because it was a dead year anyway. By not doing it, it kept you talking about who they're going to hire. How many shows did we milk that for? <laughs> so I guess I didn't have a problem with it, and he's showing why I didn't have a problem with it because he's he made a mediocre Columbus team good. Or I guess, I don't know mediocre is the right term. Under, under-talented, not as much, you know. They punched above their weight, and if the U.S. If for U.S. soccer, if they're going to be good, you're going to have to punch above your weight at some point. And I think yeah. he's going to make sure they have every opportunity to do so. And you're you're back. I, felt- to, I guess, and I get it. And if even if this doesn't, this goes to four. If this doesn't go to forty-eight, I still don't sit there and say, "Geez, I wonder if they're going to qualify." I think he's. What he's done with these young players already, even bringing some of the ones we thought were dead back to life a little bit, you know, Michael Bradley being one of them. I, I, I was I was going to bring up Bradley as like an honorable mention in terms of players who, um, who kind of gained from this because you know while I still feel like 
we really should move on. I mean, sure, he's not he's Agreed. not a truly viable option in the next World Cup. He showed why he's why he's still, you know, in in, in a, a key uh, he, member of the team. You, for, you, you know, forget even, he he realistically was one of the best U.S. soccer's ever put together. Oh, he's I don't not, forget. Like, I, I I'm on, I still I'm on I still think he's saying. In my opinion, he is the greatest, com- most complete, most complete soccer player the U.S. Has, has produced, or the the national team at least has produced in our hundred years. And sure. I, you know that that's why that's why I have his name on a uh, on my um, uh, um, centenary uh, jersey, centennial jersey. Wow, is it are the oranges there or the origins of it? Not there. <laughs> anyway, um. No, you're you're right, but I don't know if Bradley. I don't think at full strength Bradley belongs in the eleven at this point, or at least maybe not. No, by I, the time. I think he, he belongs he in the. I think he belongs in the eighteen, though. Oh no, I I would I would agree with that. I mean, it, like my feeling in the Chile game was he needed Tyler Adams next to him. It was too much for him to 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 do that. He's not fast enough to run with, like to to truly defend against somebody like uh, Vidal. He was True. getting he was getting trashed by Vidal because Vidal's faster and just more skilled. He's better, um, yeah. He's just yeah. He's just I mean the dude plays for <laughs> dude plays for some of the best teams in the world for a reason. Yeah, um, you know he, he's he's been with Bayern Munich uh, for a reason the last few years. True. Um, but um, so uh, yeah, you know. He needed he needed that support of like Tyler Adams there to kind of clean up where he can't reach or just give him the security blanket. I mean, in a sense, like you know, we, we talked about for years the 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 problem um, with like him and Jermaine Jones was just that Jermaine Jones, like Bradley was the more complete player. Jones was the raw I talent, more raw talent. May, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Straight and, raw and, talent. You know, it was Jones, yeah. Yeah. But Jones, Jones, Jones always went walkabout. That was Jones. Yeah. Jones problem. just had he had no positional discipline, and the problem became he he might go anywhere because he could, but at the same time he would get himself into trouble that then became Bradley's to deal with, and then it was like, well, now Bradley's marking two guys and trying to stop the ball, and you know you, you can't you can't do that. That's why all in all, Bradley probably worked better with Beckerman because. Beckerman wasn't going anywhere. Um, Ty- <laughs> he was Adams, a statue. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Adams has the skill and the uh, I don't know defensive acumen, what whatever sure. to to be that guy to like well, in a I sense mean, let Bradley have have the reign to to act. You know, it's unfortunate that that Bradley came in after the. Like as as Donovan and and Dempsey were on the downsides of their careers, and before somebody like Adams could come help them out, you know. Sure. Um, and and I, I where, where people trash Bradley and where where I will defend him is, I do feel like to some extent that guy got like the raw end of the stick all over. He was basically the only good player we had left, you know. Like he like. We didn't produce a lot of good players out of that generation, kind of really the 90s, I guess you could say. Um, 
I mean, technically, he was born was Star- in, in, in the late '80s, but right? Wasn't wasn't uh, Stars and wasn't Stars and Stripes? Did somebody? I want to say that's FC or whatever. They did, but I like. I there was a really good article that Pat showed. I had this conversation, but I thought all three of us had this conversation, like before, like well before Stars and Stripes, an article about that, about how there's basically nobody after like Dempsey to come fill in that role. And so we've got this problem of we've got these guys who are young and have potential and we've got these guys who are old and still have it, but like we don't have the we don't have kind of the the engine of of the of the train, you know? Like we we've got guys who can show off and we got guys who could like carry the team for a little bit, but we don't have anybody who can sort of bridge the gap. And and it it I think that's why the 2010 World Cup team did so well is that Bradley was Bradley was like hitting his prime right there. Like that was some sure. of his best. 2010 was an amazing year for for Donovan and for Bradley, and and so you had you had him coming into it, but you still had Donovan at and a stage where he could still carry a lot of things and and, and sort Deuce. of and and you still had Deuce at an age where like he could you know do his things. Like I, I used to always say. Um, when when Dempsey plays well, we score. When Bradley plays well, we don't lose. And when Donovan plays well, we win. Because to me, that was always the secret. Like that was the key. It Bradley protected us and made sure that like when he played well, it didn't really matter who we were playing. We weren't going to lose. If you had Donovan on his game back when he was still like the full player he could be. We had a chance against almost anyone. Sure, there was always Brazil and Argentina and, and Germany that, like, okay, like, you know, there's only so much one player can do. I mean, come on, Argentina can't win even with Lionel Messi. But, um, you know, we had, like, we would win games if Donovan was playing well. That's why I think, like, you know, we, we, we say Chicago, or I mean, uh, uh, Columbus was the, was like a fortress for Dosacero. I kind of think it was Donovan was a fortress for Dosacero because that dude, no matter where he was, no matter how like, because come on, he he had a, a say fair, a very fair reputation for switching on and off, you know, for kind of being lazy True. when he didn't when when he didn't have to do it. That dude was always on for a Mexico game. True. Yeah. Everything, everything you said is correct, and I, and I was kind of while you were talking, I was looking at the 2010 World Cup roster, and you're right. You start, and then you start looking at 2014, and then you get beyond that. There was, and you think of who's who's left out of that. When you think yeah. of out of that 20, out of this last 2018 qualifying group that didn't make it, who realistically still plays out of that team? Yeah, Altador, maybe, and Bradley, yeah. yep. and John and Brooks. And I guess Pulisic, but Pulisic didn't. Yeah, I mean, technically, technically Pulisic. Yeah, but, but Pulisic but didn't really. Came, I mean, he came. He in came in the middle of the qualifying cycle. He wasn't utilized early. I posted a picture on Facebook the other day, which was um, of uh, of me and some other people in Columbus in the March. Was that three years ago now? Twenty sixteen. It must have been twenty sixteen qualifier. I think it was Guatemala, okay. uh, where we didn't know. Things were already looking bad for us. We were going to that game to like get things back on track. We we're going to save it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that was uh, that was Pulisic's first game um, for uh, for the national team. Like like we were in the in the in the stands chanting his name, and nobody was sure how to pronounce it. Oh, wow, this is not a joke. This is like, literally, we were asking, we were talking to other people. So, is it Pulisic or Pulisic? <laughs> and that's the sign we're getting old. And yeah, and and th- and like I said, I mean, thankfully, yeah, okay, thank you. Is but there's nobody else out of that. There's nobody in yeah. that group where you sit there yeah. and say you still want them around. Yeah. Well, well, Jeff Cameron. No, never mind. Oh God. I'll leave that one. We're going to let that one go. We'll just say Jeff. <laughs> for those who those we're getting the U.S. fan TV part out of the out of the way. Jeff Cameron said some things this week. Jeff Cameron's basically the soccer version of Kurt Schilling. I think I, I, that's say enough about it at this point. <laughs> I will let it go. <laughs> He's become the Kurt Schilling of U.S. soccer. I think that's the only way you can explain Jeff Cameron at this point. Maybe not as crazy, but he's right there. Um, so, all right. So during during the break, and I, and I want to, and I know this is going to be me rambling, and I know you probably you may never get there. You may you may or may not. Is on my vacation, like, and I said it on the show. I've said it on the pod. I probably even said it on US Fan TV. Part of this vacation, family vacation, we took. We went from Payson, my, where my parents live, back down to Phoenix to see Phoenix Rising and Colorado Switchbacks this past Saturday night. It was my first trip to see, I guess it's Casino Arizona Field. It used to be Phoenix Rising Soccer Complex, but which it's almost like a park in the middle of a field. It is a pop-up stadium. It is, what, 6,000, 6,500, I think, it'll, it seats. Um pretty much is about as bare bones of a stadium as you're going to get has a couple of suites on the north end of the field the one thing i i want to say the stadium was everything i expected it to be except i forgot how much dust there is down in phoenix that every because there's no grass around it everything the parking lots gravel all this you're when you're not in the seats you're walking on dirt and gravel or whatever and and out there is fine, but you forget how much of it is. I mean, that was probably one of the two negatives. The other negative for me was they don't have porta potties there, or it was all porta potties. They did not have fixed. And when talking to Cal Kepner, who has who's been on the show before, I met. He said in previous years they had like um, bat, porta uh, like trailers that came in that were bathrooms. Now you have all porta potties. I have a one year old. Where do you go change a diaper? So if you ever watch a Phoenix Rising soccer game, on the there you'll see a little scoreboard which is right next to the uh what is it the the two supporters groups, and on the back of that scoreboard I changed a diaper during halftime. I'm not kidding. There's that you know because it's like it's like a one of those I want to say kind of like construction signs where you have that back to it. It worked it was the right height. I, I Charlie and Lizzie were basically watching halftime, you know, down at field level, and I changed the diaper there. So, but otherwise, it was fun. That place is fun. It was again, it's what you want the fire to be on a larger basis. It was fun. Mm-hmm. The supporters groups are loud. They use smoke bombs. One used a red when they scored. Had a red one and a black one. It was. It was a great atmosphere. It was a great night. The weather was absolutely amazing. I think it was like 70 degrees at, you know, so being from here. So, and I know you've gone to Phoenix before. If you ever get the mm-hmm. chance, if I, if you get the chance, go see it. It is, it was, 
I think I paid nearly as much for my tickets there, and they're about the same spot on the on the field as um Toyota Park. Pretty similar anyway. Great seats, good atmosphere. They have they had uh Four Peaks Brewing there, plenty of different options for booze. So for for a pop up stadium, it was a pretty damn good time. It was a really good time, and and I appreciate Kyle come, you know, meeting me up, meeting up with me there, and then uh, my friend Michael, you know, and you know Bozeal. We met his family out there. They had some great family deals, none of which I took advantage of because I just didn't care. But it was, and you know, and you're you're really you're kind of trapped there because the the stadium backs into like the two freeways where they come together. They still got us out of the parking lot within about half hour, forty minutes. Hmm. Which and you're trying to get six thousand, you know, or probably four thousand cars out when you have one entrance in and out or two entrances in and out. They did it pretty darn good. It's like they had done it before. Which was yeah, just just check a uh, a game at um, uh, whatever the hell they now call it, the Home Depot Center uh, um, in LA. Oh, yeah. Do we want to tell that story? Is that worth telling? God, no. <laughs> Two hours, <laughs> whatever it was. We still weren't out of the parking lot. And I was talking about getting in. No, uh, yeah, no, no. Weren't you with us? That story. No, that's that's yeah. the story. That was absolutely awful. That was absolutely, anyway. So, yeah, definitely, you know, USL, USL game. I saw Phoenix Rising, like I said. This year I want to get to St. Louis. I want to get to Pittsburgh um, to see those stadiums. I've seen San Antonio, so I've seen a couple of them. And the atmosphere is different. The atmosphere is fun. They are involved. The local media covers them. AZ Central has them. I think Channel Channel 12 out in Phoenix had like a Sunday night. They're on the Sunday night wrap-up show. They're doing what they should do. They get better media coverage in Phoenix than the Fire get in Chicago, and the Fire have been around for 20 years. That tells you how you you know you want to look at what these what the Fire need to do. Kind of going back to that. You need to engage with the media. You need to be friends with them. You can't sit there and give them the cold show. You need to give them as much access as they want. You need to answer every question you can. You need to have it be a positive place to be instead of toxic, which it has become over the last five years. And so anyway, so like I said, if you get a chance, Chris, definitely go down to see that. But you're going to yeah, you've got one coming up. You want to talk yeah, about that? I, I've uh, I've tried to go to St. Louis. It just hasn't worked out for uh St. Louis FC, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely trying to get to um, the Madison Forwards home opener in a few weeks. Is it Madison Thanks. Forward or Forward Madison? <laughs> I, I'm Madison actually... Forward. Okay. I I'm not a fan of the name. Oh, uh, I love the name. I love the names. So. But um, but I gotta say, I love what they've been doing. Uh, I'm I'm on their waiting list to get uh, their like backup goalkeeper jersey. I want it very badly. It's pink with uh, flamingos all over it, uh, like in like a, a pattern. I want this uh, very much. As soon as they 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 say they're taking pre-orders, and if they get enough, they're going to sell them. So I'm on the list for the pre-order. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to go in a, a couple few weeks, whatever it is, uh, three weeks from now. Yeah, three weeks from Saturday, I think it is. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, I'm hoping to make that home opener. I'm, I'm trying to work on making that a possibility or making that a reality. Right what, and, and what'd you say? It's like 45 bucks to take it from the, for a bus from Highbury. And it, is that included ticket? And it's like all ticket and beers and some food at the game. Yeah. 
And because you're on a bus, you get beer both ways, I would think. Indeed you do. And and those who aren't familiar, from the, from the Highbury to Madison, from Tabriz Stevens, probably an hour, maybe a little more. Yeah, yeah, hour, hour 20, maybe. Hour 20, depends on, yeah, because buses probably have governors on them to yeah. regulate their speed. But yeah, I, so and anybody I mean, in the... On that and, day, it could, traffic could be bad. Maybe it works out to an hour and a half, but whatever. So yeah. anybody in Milwaukee, anybody who goes to the Highbury, definitely, I... Somebody's got to check this out other than you. I mean, I, I assume they'll get a bus to go, but it, anyway, uh, that area. A bus, this, it's going to be a pink bus, which I also love. Somehow, uh, yeah, somehow they got a pink bus to do it. So it will be a, a pink bus to go with the pink flamingos uh, to, to go to the game. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe, the owner, has been trying to make sure that I'm on board. Um, I need to, I need, I need to finalize it so I can make sure that I can do it. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's down to childcare right now. So, okay. So, but yeah, anybody in the Milwaukee area who's listens, get on that bus out from the Highbury. Definitely go out. Actually, you should go spend all your money at the Highbury for soccer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've, That's hey. the only place I like. But yes, I, I have to uh, have to give uh, major props to to Joe and the Highbury. Yeah. I finished a half marathon. You dragged me there, and I had a blast. <laughs> After running a half marathon, I still had a blast at the Highbury in the middle of January. So, I mean. That was the first time I'd been there. So, de- so you said, Joe, he's the boss. Go to the high. In, the anybody owner, in Milwaukee, yeah. yeah, go to the Highbury. Just don't. You don't even have to like Arsenal. They'll 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 put another game out. They'll put on another screen for you. Maybe it's computer monitor, but they'll put it on <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's I get it an Arsenal bar, but it is truly it is. I think it's the best soccer bar in Milwaukee. I mean, they're that. They, I I probably have to agree there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I I shouldn't say probably. I I absolutely do agree. I mean, um. There are, I, I know, I know a few um, soccer bar owners, and I, I am friends with multiple. So I don't want to say that like I don't like the others uh, by any means. But yeah, like uh, um, all my teams meet at the Highbury. Joe's awesome. So yeah. So I want to fi- and I want to finish on this because we've been going for a while now. And could you imagine how much worse it'd be if we had Pat too? Um, <laughs> well, I, I've been, oh, I'd I've love to I... get off for like a half hour at least. All right. <laughs> So I want to answer, finish with this question because this is this came up yesterday when I was talking to the director of coaching. Charlie's Club is doing a night next Friday night. They're doing a group night at the at SeatGeek Stadium for the fire. And one thing he's he the that the director he said, you get to the end of the season and these games aren't you know you're not feeling. Start reaching out to these clubs. Start throwing basically throwing free tickets at you know and you and the Chicago Fire fans all get the Twitter fans all get ticked. Cause like, Oh, look, the only way they can fill the stadium is by bringing these, bringing in cheap tickets and whatever. You know, I'm a parent and I will tell you, I think that's the, I think he, I think that our, our coaching director, Ben is, he's a hundred percent spot on. Get teams, get youth involved. Cause that's your next generation. Mm-hmm. And with Soldier Field, you'll have, you, I guess Soldier Field, you'll have even more options with that. You're not filling SeatGeek stadium now. Get groups involved. I don't care if you're selling them for fifty cents on a dollar. Get them in the stadium because you know what? If there's get if they if, if and you've been there, if you get a cheap ticket, what do you do? You you might buy an extra beer. You might go buy a jersey. Yeah. You might do things yeah. like that that you didn't do originally. So, I had that conversation the other day, and that was kind of my soccer dad part of the show. So, um, I wanted to finish with that. So, this is the combination. This is the minivan dad soccer pod. 
Have, we do one, have uh, one other things. We, one other thing we should note: uh, the U.S. women beat uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, five-three uh, tonight. Uh, except it was Australia. Um, it was Australia, but okay. Oh, I'm damn it! You're right. Shit, it was. <laughs> Fail on Christmas. It's a stupid flag. I, it was um, one. To, it was one to one at halftime. That was one. Oi, oi, yeah. Um, uh, Alex Morgan got her 100th goal, and uh, Mal Pugh had um, had two, including the game winner. Yeah, and so, so nice win for the U.S. women. And I believe they have one more game. One, how many more games before they're? Or is this just a camp um, camp games? I don't even know. I'm not even sure. So I'm I, um, yeah. I'm a bad that way. I really am that I don't know if this is preseason camp or what the you know pre World Cup camp or whatever. So um, this is still um, leading up because yeah, I mean they'll have their camp in a what another month and a half. Right, and, and then they really, gonna, really only that long. I was gonna say, and and Sam Kerr. So for those are Chicago, so we spent you know Red Star Sam Kerr. Yep, she had a goal for Australia. So yeah, a complete night that way. So Tobin to, Heath scored. She uh, she yeah. played for the Red Stars, right? She did. Yeah. Mal Pugh hit a hat trick, or no two? Mal Pugh no, no, two. just two, just two. Didn't she play a for the Red race, Stars? Race, as they might Wasn't say. she with the Red Stars at one point too? Uh, that you'd need Pat to tell you. I, I thought I she was the one that was the primary one in the trade for Sam Kerr. But that, that's, um, could that, be. again, I'm not, I don't know. When you're talking about somebody that you would trade for one, that would it'd have to be somebody that good, wouldn't it? To trade for Sam Kerr. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, this is this is Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. We have a Twitter feed. It's at Minivan Dad Pod. Don't have Facebook. Don't have Instagram. Don't have Snapchat. If you want Snapchat, you got to look up Chris individually. Um, this is also US Fan TV tonight, and that's at US Fan TV is the Twitter feed. We have a YouTube channel. It's currently out of order. We have a we have a Facebook page. It's a maybe, lot of YouTube. Maybe it'll get Chris and Pat to start writing instead of <laughs> instead of trying to do you just do default to the channel. So, Chris, any any other final thoughts for this? We've been doing it, you know, nah, for a while. You're done. I got to go. You got to go. Thanks for the time, Chris. Much appreciated. Again, at Minivan Dad Pod at US Fan TV. It's the Minivan Dad Pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back hopefully sooner than three weeks away. Minivan Dad. Minivan Dad, Minivan Dad, Soccer Pod, with TJ.